Well, good evening. I'm glad to be here tonight. Very blessed to say that I'm converted and sanctified. I don't have a lot of confidence in myself tonight, but I've got a lot of confidence in God. i got a lot of confidence in His Holy Word, and and I just want to lean on Him tonight. I I appreciate the sisters that stepped out and testified, and the spirit which they spoke with. Uh, I want to speak with that same spirit tonight, because God has done wonderful things in my life. He saved this old boy. He forgave me of my sins, and He filled me with His Spirit, and it allows me every day to walk with Him, and to talk with him and to go and to, and to learn at his feet and to teach me different things, but ultimately it helps keep me from that power of temptation. And that moment of temptation, when we don't have any strength and we're not sanctified, to say no to the devil, he gives us power to say no. And so I'm thankful for that tonight. And I wanted to read one scripture to start out. This scripture... We were reading Revelation in Sunday school and the 19th chapter, and it was a really good discussion, but it led me to read in the 13th and the 14th. The 13th talks a lot about the beast and dragon and these different things and kind of terrible imagery when you think about it, but it talks about the mark that you can get in your forehead by the beast. It's marked you for sin and for hell, and it's a terrible, terrible fate. But then it goes into the 14th, and this talks about our Jesus, and I just love this. And I looked... And lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him an hundred forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne, and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song, but the hundred and forty and four thousand, which were redeemed from the earth. These were they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men. That's right. They were kept pure. These were, these were redeemed from among men, being, being the firstfruits unto God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no guile. For they are without fault before the throne of God. We can have that testimony. And this right here, this, this is what hit me. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth, and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. Listen to this. Saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him. For the hour of his judgment is come. Yes, and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea amen. and the fountains of waters. That's what we want to do here tonight. Right. And I think we've already started that. Yeah, we we want to worship God. And we talked about kneeling in worship. We sang that, that song is so pretty. We've been singing it in Wilmington. When you kneel in worship to the King of Kings, amen. man, there is so much victory to be found at an altar uh, by your bedside. And it's not always kneeling. I've been driving in, in my car and called out to God and yeah. said, Lord, I don't know what to do about this thing. Help That's me. Right. And he's been there. Right. He's been a constant in my life. Right. I'm thankful for that tonight. I, I want to say, if you're struggling with anything tonight, worried about your future, right. worried about what you haven't, God has got in store for you, right. trust God. Yes, He's right. got it. Amen. With God, we are able to be more than conquerors through Him. And so, Lord, help us to lean on Him. And I've been thinking... Um, I, around my house, I tend to, to sing a lot, and I constantly have different songs in my mind, I know, and uh, I like singing, and I've had a lot of victory through songs, and I thought, I was thinking about, I got asked to preach, and I certainly don't feel like a preacher, but I, I'm pretty happy with my songbook in my little spot, and I've got to clap my hands and stomp my foot, and I'm thankful for that. What we have in Christ's sanctified holy church. I don't want to let that slip. And my brother was preaching the other night and asked the question, why do we get so, why do we jump? 
Why do we do that? What is, you know, when you think about it just in the physical, it's, why are we jumping around? Why do we beat our foot against the ground? Why do we sing too loud sometimes? You know, why do we do these things? Well, when you have a sanctification testimony and God has worked in your heart and the spirit falls and it starts moving, something happens inside of you that you can't hardly stop it. And you don't want to stop it. You want to express it. stop. Um, Uncle Harry Collins, Poppy, as he was known, asked the question years back. You know, he started stomping at the stand, clapping. What are we going to do with it in this generation? What are we going to do? Are we going to hold it up? Are we going to let it slip? Lord, help us to hold the banner high. Lord, I had the imagery this morning. We sang two songs about um, we have raised the gospel banner and it's standard planted high. And I thought about um, in old times, they used to call the banners, they call yeah, the banners, to right. come support, come rally. Yeah, and I thought about, we up. we all show yeah. up when yeah. you're sanctified and you show up with your banner. Yeah. And we're here waving it, saying, come, come join, come join in. It's it's available. Victory's on our side. Victory's on our side. So Lord, help us never call retreat. Um, I thought about, there's so many songs that we have as anthems in our church. Um, there's, you know, there's anthems for our individual lives. And it's kind of interesting, each crowd tends to have some, certain songs that they like. Yeah. And I remember hearing, uh, singing here in Leesburg when we lived here, I Need Thee Every Hour. And it just being so pretty and the spirit falling. Yeah. I remember we sang, um, I Will Arise and Go to Jesus. Yeah. And the spirit just fell. Yeah, sure I, those are some of my favorite memories. Yeah. It's not, you know, a lot of people get worked up about a sporting event or a, yeah. a different events in this world. Yeah. Lord, help us to make sure we uphold this gospel way higher than any of those things. Because it is more real than any of those things it can ever be. Um, and I remember in my life, 
um, the song in my father's blessed keeping is one for me. Lean upon the Savior is a good one. Um, there is a time in my life where God gave me, uh, he gives me joy. In place of sorrow, he gives me love that casts out fear. He gives me sunshine for my shadows and beauty for ashes here. And that's kind of what I want to talk about tonight. Some of these songs in, in the Bible, there's a lot of different talk about song, you know, singing as well. And uh, I think it was in when they went to the upper room. They sang a song. Yes, Jesus, you know, the, I'm like, man, I would love to, ha- to have the sheet music for that or a recording of that in some way. Um, when Moses and they crossed the Red Sea, when they got across, they sang a song of victory and deliverance. Um, and so there's, it's all throughout the Bible when you start looking at it. And I'm thankful for our, our theme songs. I'm thankful for those. I want to know those. I, I want to I hear them one day. But uh, I was thinking in the, this is some of my favorite scripture. Second Chronicles, the 20th chapter. And Jehoshaphat. And uh, starting at the first verse, came to pass after this also that the children of Moab, children of Ammon, and with them other beside the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. And so this all of a sudden, this great multitude, this great army, kind of kind of surprised, you know, attacked a little bit and attacked yet, but they're getting ready to. They're 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 coming. And so Jehoshaphat. Kind of gets goes. Whoa! I don't know what to do, and right. so he guys gathers all of Israel together, yeah. everybody right. in the same place, right. and start at fifth verse. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord, and said, "O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven, and rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Art not thou our God?" who dididst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gavest it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever. And they dwelt therein, and have built thee a sanctuary then for thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us, as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house, and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. And now behold the children of Ammon and Moab, Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say how they reward us, to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? Listen to this. For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are on thee. Man, there are so many times in life, God has made... God has made promises to us that He will keep us and He will keep us strong and secure if we keep our eyes on Him. And so when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Bible says He will raise up a standard against it. And so I I can only imagine what Jehoshaphat was feeling and thinking, but he leaned on the promises of God. I thought about in his prayer, it's so pretty. If when evil come upon us, sore judgment or pestilence or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence and cry unto thee in our affliction, thou wilt hear and help. Have y'all felt that? I surely have. There's times in my life, as it was talked about, there's situations that come up. We don't know what to do. No. My strength, it, it, right. it ends, and there's Fails. still things coming. And I don't know how it's going to work out. Right. And I think that's where God wants us anyways. It's yes, kind it of is. in full reliance and trust in Him. But I thought about, man, there's so many situations, financial situations that we go, the numbers don't add up. There's math there that I, don't, I can't make work. Right. Um, family situations, health situations. Uh, I, I think about my buddy Derek. All of a sudden, they're in a, they're in a, 
in a weird spot for his health. And I'm going, okay, well, these things happen. We don't, there's, you know, things happen without a plan sometimes. And we go, okay, what are we going to do? Lord, help us to say, Lord, I don't know, but I'm looking to you. I know where my strength comes from. I know where my source of help, source of help is. And I love this. And the Spirit came upon a certain fellow. I think his name is Jehaziel. I'm afraid yeah. I want to mispronounce it. And he said, Hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up. And he tells them exactly where they're going to be and gives them a battle plan, exactly what they need to do. And it goes on, it says, And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. As they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when he consulted with the people, Listen to this. He appointed singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army. And to say, praise the Lord, for His mercy endureth forever. And when, and when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, yeah. Utterly to, to, to slay and to destroy them. Right. When they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. Right. So God took care of it. Right. God took care of it. But I love that. And when they began to sing and to praise, yeah. there are times in the, where we're going, we look at it and go, I don't know what to do. Right. And that worry and that fret can start to set in. Yes, and it, I don't know about y'all, but it kind of makes me tense up. Makes yeah. me just want to lock down on everything right. and, and shut it all down and kind of wait and weather the storm. In this situation, God wanted them to fully praise Him and say, I don't know what's going to happen. You gave me a promise, and I'm going forward with it. So tonight, God has given us promises, and we can lean on Him, and we can trust in Him for everything, for every situation in life. Thought about as I started growing up, I didn't know what to do about a spouse, you know. You're, and that's a that's a big decision. And I think everybody desires to have a helpmate, and maybe it's not that God doesn't have that for everybody. I don't know, but you know that's a big decision and a big challenge that I prayed and prayed and prayed about. And I'm thankful that God just worked it out. He worked it out. Um, yes, but it came when I started saying, I'm not terribly worried about it. I'm just going to keep on praising God. I'm going to keep on worshiping. I'm going to keep on going to church. I'm going to keep on reading my Bible. I'm going to keep doing these things and work for God. I thought about there's two other brothers in uh, in Acts. Paul and Silas. And man, they uh, they found themselves in, in a situation too. And uh, this is right after Lydia and her whole household were saved. And it came to pass... As we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, yeah. which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying, yeah. which from what I understand is fortune-telling. She was helping them with their business. Right. She was kind of telling them future things, what to do. It's kind of like if you got, if you will, a sports betting book and had all the circles, all, every, all the answers circled, and you knew how to bet, you know, they make a lot of money. You could probably be pretty yeah. successful. I think that's what these guys were doing. They had, they had the magic key, if you will, to, to, to get the get-rich-quick scheme. Right. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which shew unto us the way of salvation. Yeah. So she was right. She had, she, she, was she, right. Had, she had a spirit, and she was right. She knew exactly who they were. 
And this did she many days. But I think this is kind of funny, but it's not. But Paul, being grieved, I think he got so frustrated with this woman, so annoyed with her, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. And when her masters saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace and to the rulers and brought them to the magistrate, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to, to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. So you know, Paul and Silas, they're going about doing their daily business, serving God, preaching for God, and they get sent to prison for it. This, is, and this isn't the first time for these fellows, maybe for Silas, but certainly not for Paul, I don't think. And they're there, and you know, they're in the innermost part. There shouldn't be any way they can get out. This one scripture, I read this the other day, and it stuck out to me. And at midnight... Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And so I I had the thought, you know, it's kind of, they were ministering to these prisoners around them. They were praying loudly, vocally. They were singing loudly for the other prisoners to hear as well. I think they were trying to minister still. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prisons were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. God made a way of deliverance. And the keepers of the prison awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried, well, it's insane, but I think he was, he was worried about his life anyways. And, you know, for these guys that were put, you know, they were given the utmost charge. Right. I lost my spot. And he, but Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sir, the, This question, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? I, I hope some of y'all have that pondering in your heart tonight. I really do. Uh, there's some that are still sitting in the benches from when I was here five years ago, six years ago, that haven't made a start for God, and you know better. You know better. And I don't mean that to beat you down. I'm not saying that to beat you down. I love you, but I want you to be saved tonight. I want you to make a full start for God. I want you to have that new song in your heart so that when trials come, you have some victory you can sing about and praise God for. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And his whole house was saved. Because they, it, the circumstances didn't matter. The circumstances didn't matter. It was all about where God had them, what was going on. They still decided to sing praises to God. I just recently finished up the story of Joseph. And... He was in a terrible spot. His right, brothers right. sold him. He was, I mean, just, you, he was, out of all people that I read about, he yeah. had probably some room to grumble and complain and say, yeah, well, bump them. I'm not going, I'm not going to help them at all, or right. I'm not going to do anything for them. But he used his yes, spot to glorify God. Right. And, and at the end of that, that his story, his father dies. His brothers are worried about, I don't know what Joseph's going to do now. And Joseph said, no, it was God that brought me through yeah. that for deliverance for all of y'all. Right. And so there's so many things Brother Todd Curry talked about in, uh, I think it was Columbia, where he talked about the word ironic. 
And I've, I've, thinking about, I've been thinking about that where he talked about there's things the devil uses and tries to do in our life that look like negative things or, or the, you know, a detriment to us in yeah. some way or another. But it's funny. Isn't it ironic how God will use those things yeah. and change it around for his glory? For his glory. And I'm thankful for that. There's been things in my life where I'm going... I don't really understand why that happened, yeah. but I'm going to praise you, God, and then you know, give it a little bit of time. A little bit of time, you can kind of see the picture of what was going on, and God can strengthen you in such a way. Sometimes there's things that are taken away for your betterment. You might not feel that way at the time, but like I said, give it a little time, and God can work with you. One last scripture. I, I love this. This is in Psalms, the 40th chapter. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord, yes, and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit. And when we realize when sin becomes exceedingly sinful in our life, it looks like a horrible pit out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock and establish my goings. That's my testimony. I mean, that really is. When I, Stephen, Stephen fails. Stephen, you know, we're all born in sin, shape, and iniquity. But we have a choice. We have a choice. And we can, we can stay in that miry clay. We can stay there. Or we can call out to God and say, Lord, I need help. And He can lift you out of it and give you a firm foundation. And He has put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust. And respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside the lies. I'll read one more. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works, which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are too usward. They cannot be reckoned up in order to thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Right. One more. Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened. Burnt offering and sin offering hast thou not required. You can keep on going. That's, maybe I will. Then said I, lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. I have preached... Co- I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips. O Lord, thou, thou knowest, I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. I have declared thy faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. Withhold not thou thy tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth continually preserve me. I, I'll stop right there. If y'all want to read that, Psalms 40. It's really, really pretty, but I'm just so thankful for what God can do in our heart and our life. I am. He has done so many wonderful things. I thought about this morning. The young folks meeting was just beautiful. It was so pretty. We heard about... Um, trials and we heard about um you know the devil will try and throw a lot of things or uh, the bible says let no man say when he is tempted i am tempted of god for god cannot tempt any man but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed and when lust hath conceived it bringeth forth sin do not err my beloved brethren i thought about that this morning we heard about brother adam talked about god giving you songs oh my goodness and i I, that's my testimony sometimes i wake up with just a song on my mind and it carries me through the day and sometimes there's a reason i need that song for that day sometimes there's a reason for it um but i we sang the song uh this world is not my home I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. And this line hit me. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. Now, we talked about Aunt Mildred Cox and her, and her funeral today. And I thought about my Aunt Mildred Davidson. This is my first time back to Leesburg without her. And I miss her. I do. I really miss her. But I saw her this morning. I don't know how to explain that. Saying, come on. It's worth it. Beckoning. I've got a granddad up there saying, son, it's worth it. 
Come on, come on home. There's so many loved ones we have that are there. And it's, there's, I have so many treasures over yonder. And they're saying, come home. Come home, you know better. It's worth it, whatever the sacrifice may be. Whatever the call may be, it's worth it to serve God. So Lord, help us. Lord, help us to hold that banner of salvation up, the gospel banner, and not be ashamed of it. Um, I love Brother Kevin Orr's testimony in Greensboro. He talked about getting on the road and getting comfortable in it. So, Lord, help us to be comfortable in our robe as we walk along day by day. But if you're not sanctified tonight, if you have not made a start for God, if you are questioning where you're at in your relationship with God, this is the best time to make a start. This is the time. There may not be a better time coming. This might be your last opportunity. It's kind of weird to think about that, and it's kind of gloom to think about that a little bit. But we none know. We really none know. So, uh, I want y'all, if, the, if God has worked, touched your mind, touched your heart tonight, if there's anything, make a move. Don't let, this, don't let Satan hold you in the seat. My experience was as soon as I got up off the bench, it was like there, the, I didn't have to walk. It was like a, well, what was yeah. that, an escalator. And you kind of, it felt, that's how it felt. But God, I felt like God kind of made the way for me. But if you make that first attempt, God will meet you there. So as we stand, let's sing a, close, or a prayer song.